Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Shut up. Oh, my God! And let's get down to some real business. On the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. If it's a hot story, we're digging deeper. It's the hottest. And it's on your home for nonstop sports. The Zone 105.9 and online at the Zone. It's hot! 1059.com. And good morning. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Uh, brought to you by the amazing steaks at Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. And don't forget that they now have Russell's Reserve Bourbon and Long Branch Bourbon uh, at Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. I also want to give you a heads up that uh, the... Really, really, really high and nice cigar bar that I went to several times in the battery over the weekend, uh, right by Atlanta Braves Park, Truist Park, excuse me, uh, burned by Rocky Patel. They have Russell's Reserve and Long Branch. I know that because I drank some of each. And if you go and you like cigars, kind of like that, you know, that deal and you want to chill out, um, have a beverage and let's say you go over there with a buddy or you got a client with you or whatever you're doing in Atlanta. Um, maybe somebody from MSU or Ole Miss moved there years ago. When you go through, y'all hang out. It's a cool spot. It's a cool stop. Um, and, and you know, I was in and out of there every time I had a second, uh, just because, I mean, it's great looking humidor. I mean, it's a, beautiful humidor with Rocky Patel cigars, but others, um, you know, wonderful, wonderful selection. The cigar bar is really, they nailed it. Not surprised. Whoever Rocky Patel hired again, he sells 30 million, uh, 30 million cigars a year. So he's one of the bigger, um, cigar companies, makers, and so on. I read that in cigar aficionado while I was there one afternoon. And I knew it was a lot. I didn't know that it was right around 30 million cigars a year. And an incredible story. But uh, there's one in Naples. A buddy of mine was down there last year. He went. He told me about it. 
Uh, there's one in Indianapolis. There's one in Pittsburgh. But uh, there may be one more. I can't remember. Anyway, it's cool. It's got a cool feel. For me, I mean, I, I dove in there Thursday afternoon after SEC Media Days and after Jimbo wowed us all by saying nothing other than the scheduling thing. Um, and I, I just got lost for two hours. Just grabbed a chair in the corner. They're all nice, you know, plush, leather chairs, blah, blah, blah. Cool spot. You got TVs here and there. And uh, had an absolute blast. And then met a lot of people. Oh, I ran, in, I ran into L.A. L.A. used to run Havana Smoke Shop here. Oh, wow. And he moved 15 years ago to, to Atlanta. Literally, I didn't recognize him. Um, He's got a big beard and he shaved his head. And he comes at me and bear hugs me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he go, and he's, he's like the cigar aficionado there. Like they, they always have a man or woman in the humidor. Yeah. It's okay. like a sommelier or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a, that's exactly what it is. Just like a wine sommelier. And so this guy, uh, so LA, there were different guys depending on the day I was there. Um, but he was there and they always have someone in there and that's where you check out in there. Like you could go to the bar, which is across the way, but that's not a bad deal. Yeah. And so it's easy. They can walk you through what you want. You get your cigar, they cut it, everything there. And it's, uh, it's really well done. I went Friday night after, no, not Friday night, Thursday night after canoe where I had my, where I had the kangaroo which was excellent. And it was so funny how different it was. I was there mid-afternoon Thursday, then went back Thursday night. And like, it was the crap, you know, yeah, it was happening. It was, absolutely. it was packed, but not too packed. And um, so it was cool. It's right outside of Truist Park. That's what's so, you, you when you walk outside, you look up that Smart. you can see the sign. Smart. No, it's genius. It's, it's, I don't even, it's not even a football field away. Speaking of smart things, okay. can I give you another smart thing that Adam Schefter just dropped? Oh, what? Do you know what today is the debut of? Since good we Morning were, Football? We, well, we, yes, that's true. The new, the new team on Good Morning Football is debuting today. It has debuted today. They're very good. Um, do you know what else is coming out by the NFL today? No. Since we were talking about Rich Eisen. Uh, NFL Plus. It's the what? NFL's new video streaming subscription service. That's right. NFL Plus launches today. NFL Plus offers, quote, access to live, out-of-market preseason games, <laughs> live, local, and primetime regular season games, and postseason games, and local and national audio for every game. Okay. It's interesting. So it's not quite what Sunday Ticket is, because I think they have given those rights away. But it sounds close. But it's close. So interesting. They're going to they're gonna offer... All of the games that you can see on TV that are in prime, like your live primetime games on CBS and Fox and NBC, they're apparently going to offer that on NFL Plus because they have the ability to stream it. Yeah. They don't have the ability to stream all the out of market games to you because they signed those rights away to the NFL Sunday ticket stuff. Okay. Very interesting. But the NFL Plus streaming service drops today. Wow. Live and up right now. Okay. I have to check that out. I wonder. Yeah, you make a great point. I mean, they're selling off all their rights, but yet in the contracts, they're like, yeah, but we can do the red zone. Yep. <laughs> Which is pretty amazing. 
and NFL Plus, which is what and and who knows how many millions of people will sign up for that, right? Oh, I would think just off principle alone, they're going to get a handful of people. You know what I mean? Like people who just automatically sign up. Yeah, nuts. No, it's it's going to be. You've been doing the the direct TV thing, right? Yeah. So I don't. I use YouTube TV and I use like Hulu and Netflix, but online currently, and this will be the last year you can do this through them because they're losing the rights. But online, you can buy DirecTV's Sunday ticket subscription streaming package for 75 bucks. And so I just stream Sunday ticket through my smart TV. Got it. Yeah. It works fine. Yeah. So I have Red Zone. And because Sunday ticket has Red Zone and every out-of-market game, and then I have the national games on that, on the TV through YouTube TV. So. Can't miss my NFL games. Dude. Yeah, and you you watch every Dallas game. Every year that I get older, I didn't understand this. When I was in college, I was like 19 or something. I had a friend who was like 28 that I worked with, right? And uh, we were talking. He was like, man, he's like, I'm an NFL guy. And I was like, really? I was like, dude, college football is so much better. The atmosphere, the environment, yeah. <laughs> like, it's so much fun, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I mean, I, I like it. He's like, but he didn't go to college. First off, so he right. didn't have a tie. Sure. And then he was like, I just like, you know, NFL is more fun to watch. I, you know, he's like, it's hard watching 19 year olds play. And I just didn't understand that. Right. And then you go back and like now every year I get away from college, I'm like, oh, man, I hate to say this, but the NFL is so much better. It's so much better than college football. It's not even close. And I know people out there listening are like, oh, no, it's not even close. And the I product, love both. But the product and the, what they put on the field and what they put on TV is just night and day I better. Know. Of course. It's a steak at Kessler Prime compared to the Waffle House steak and eggs at 2 a.m. Wow. It ain't close, dude. And I love Are Waffle House. Are you going to tell Jimbo Fisher that? I love Waffle House. He'll probably call you despicable. He probably would. But Jimbo Fisher, even in his heart of hearts, he has to understand that there's no doubt the NFL is better. Do you know how bad he'd get worked in the NFL? Yeah. He'd get destroyed. <laughs> He'd make Urban Meyer's time in Jacksonville look like a success. Yeah. I, or, or Steve Spurrier, yeah. is it, though? Or Nick Saban in, in Miami. Yeah. Well, now, again, Nick was closer than we've given him credit. I mean, they, they were like 9-7, and 8-8. Seven, eight and eight. I yeah. mean, it wasn't, if he, got, if he, got he wasn't Brees, going 3 and yeah. what Spur, 13 What Spurrier was doing yeah. in Washington, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, all right, so Rich Eisen is a free agent. I think he's going to go back to the NFL. Network. There's nowhere else for him to go. I, I can't figure out like a big landing spot for him. Unless I'm missing something with Amazon. Like you said, if they give him a TV show and his own radio show and it's streamed yeah. and it's done and blah, blah, blah. I mean, money is a big factor to move. Maybe he's going to the live tour. <laughs> All right. Tom Luganville will join us at 830. On the Corona Premier Guest Line, the show is brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road across from the Hilton Jackson. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning. Welcome in. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, have you been to a Major League Baseball game this year or within the last year? And uh, where? And then also, have you been to Truist Park in Atlanta? They did a phenomenal job. I had a blast over there uh, Thursday and Friday and made it home Saturday. Plane got delayed three times, um, but it, it worked out for sure. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone is brought to you by Mac Hike and Flowood, MacHikeFlowood.com. MacHikeFlowood.com for your next pre-owned truck or SUV. They'll take care of you. MacHikeFlowood.com. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. Um, Blake Scott with me. We'll have Tom Luganville coming up next at 8.30 and then Dave Bartu at 9.30 on the Corona Premier guest line. And that is the uh, Corona Premier guest line. Um, So, Blake, you and I were talking about some NFL earlier. I think that hit wrong with a couple of people, Uh but um, that's okay. You like like stirring the pot. (laughs) What did I say that was pot stirring? Uh, well, you just basically said the SEC was Waffle House and that the NFL was Kessler Prime. In relative relation, yes, that is correct. The SEC compared to any other college football is Kessler Prime. Yeah. I mean, it's all about relativity, right? Yeah. I'm a 10 until I go to Miami, then I'm a 1, right? Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's all about where you're at. <laughs> speaking of where you're at, so, uh, you know, I mentioned I got delayed three times getting out of Atlanta. Yeah, it's not a good time to be flying. Uh-uh. It's a tough, and, and, tough and time. And by the way, those people are busting their, t- you know, I mean, the, yeah. Delta has amazing um, people and employees. It's not the person at the desk's fault. No, yeah. no, no. no. <laughs> but so I, I went to the Delta Sky Miles Club. Oh, that's okay. nice. I don't, I don't live that life. And... I, I, can I just it it I, I tweeted about this. It's it's just not that awesome at the end of the day. Um it's like going to the library in, in nineteen eighty three and everybody made you be quiet and you didn't think anybody in there was any fun. Um you, you're telling me it wasn't like popping off. Public, you know, so here's the deal. It's got a bar, you can get I mean, they've got complimentary stuff, or you can buy stuff. They've got food out, which isn't any good. Um, and but everybody is so quiet. So I stayed up there for, as this delay kept happening. You know, I kept thinking, "What am I going to do?" Because you know me. I mean, I'm like, you already feel like I already feel like I'm boxed in. Yeah, and I can't get. 
I mean, I can't go somewhere outside the airport. No. And uh, so I went down and 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 found an airport bar, and it was nine thousand times more fun mm. than hanging out with at the, in the Delta Sky Miles Club. I would agree with that. I yeah. think there's something about like those people are like they feel the pretentious nature of yeah. being in there. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's like, come on, it's man. It's like the elites that we reference on the East and West Coast. It's yeah. like that in the Delta Sky Miles yeah. Club. Larry Templeton, he's a Delta Sky Miles guy. I don't know about that, but <laughs> but but that that was my take. That's and, funny. and I don't usually drink. Uh like you and I flew to Vegas, neither one of us drank. And I'm not and, like a I don't feel the need to consume. I don't either. I did that in the twenties. On airplanes. Yeah. And and then I read enough articles talked about how much you need to hydrate and stuff like that. I, I felt confident that Vegas was gonna have enough. Yeah liquid yeah you know see and i had friends when we went blue to our- moon and tito's or whatever you and i were doing as we yeah hopped around town little russell's old fashioned. well i had three blue moons uh which is you know if i'm flying i may sip on one beer but once you get delayed over an hour. once you get delayed it changes the mindset right see because then it's like an it's like well i don't know how long i'm gonna be here i might as well get drunk <laughs> like i don't you know and well and and, and look you, you're right. You, when, and they can't tell you anything. No, so, they, so they don't they, know. They yeah. weren't giving me anything. And then I'm trying to find other ways to get out. It's like, can I buy a cheap ticket somewhere and else? And then Wendy's yeah. on it like big time. She's like, I, I, and so she was trying to figure out a way to get me to either destiny. She said, I, I'll, I'll pack. I'll be on the road in 30 minutes. So there was a direct, obviously, a, a flight to Destin. It was already full. There was yeah. a flight to Biloxi Gulfport. I saw you I texting get on that. Kendall Collins. Trying yeah. to see if you can meet up at the beach or something. I yeah. tried to get to Memphis. I couldn't get on that. I tried to get to New Orleans. Finally, Wendy had found me. Now, eventually, it got worked out. Wendy had found me a Southwest flight at night. This, do you know? You know me. Do you understand what would have happened if I'd had to stay in that airport another six hours? I already walked that end of the airport twice yes. during all this. Yes. What What am I going to do? You don't, You aren't the type that could like sit down and read a book or sit down and no. like get on your computer or something. Like no. it's just not. Um, I, it's so funny that you say that because when I, when we were talking about you going and then I found out you were flying Delta in the back of my mind, knowing that they had had those strikes, I'm sitting there going, Oh, what are the odds this works out? (laughs) And I've had really, really good luck, uh, the last, uh, 30 years as far as, you know, delays and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a few, well, getting out of here on Thursday, I I was, we, we sat on the. Did tarmac you? for an hour. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that. Because we were know waiting that. for a storm to get through Atlanta. Yeah. I thought, well, won't it go through while we're on our way? But anyway. Um, yeah. And, oh, and this is even better. I I booked through American Express Travel mm-hmm. because they threw out this thing that was five times more points. But the problem, when, when you do third-party part, third booking, you get screwed, yeah. And I didn't think about it. I'd, I, I'd asked the lady. I said, yeah, I just want an aisle seat. I don't care where. I don't care if it's all the way in the back. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Whatever. And she went, no problem. And I should have double-checked. Well, I got a middle seat. Heck, yeah, you did. Well, I didn't know we were going to sit on the... This is after we boarded. We sat there. For an hour. For an hour. Yeah. And I I had this lady beside me, and she had a one-year-old. Oh, yes, she did. Well, there's nothing you can do. Okay, She was sweet as can be, and she looked at me, and she was so funny. She said, I never thought I'd be doing this again. I already have two kids. (laughs) <laughs> 11 and 8 years old. In other words, it was the caboose by a mile. Here's the problem. She didn't listen to your vasectomy commercial. No. This I almost <laughs> said something. And then I thought, she'll slap me. Because she was cute as, you know, attractive young woman. But 
That's when you funny. already, I've been there. When you already think you're out of that, and then you get hit with and the you last go one. in. Yeah. That, I can't. I haven't done it, but and I hope I. But I don't want to <laughs> at this point. But but when you're when you think you're out of diapers and out of all that, and you go back in, I think that's a crushing blow. Yeah. And she was so cool and cute, but she was like, I I can't believe. Oh, and her husband was four rows up. Nice with the other two kids. Yeah. Yeah, but they they were spread out, and you don't have to do anything with an eight and eleven year old That's on a plane. Funny. They just get on their phone, and that that also happened. And they still had another leg flight. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I looked at her. I said, "You're going to need mimosas." She went, "Yes, I am." <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that because, like, if you remember, um, we flew to Vegas totally fine, but my flight out of Vegas to Ireland got screwed up so i had to change flights right to get instead of going to boston i had to go to atlanta then ireland because i wasn't gonna be able to make it to boston because of the screwed up flight and then on my way back out of atlanta to here the storm hit and we got route we, we had to wait in atlanta for two hours oh, yeah, you told and me. then got routed to birmingham mid-flight where we this is the worst you get to your city and they're like oh we're gonna we're gonna circle <laughs> because we're trying to see if we can land but we're just gonna circle in the air and you're like going, so we're just gonna fly in a circle for just in an indeterminate amount of time yeah we were in the air for like 45 minutes, then set at Birmingham for an hour and a half, then finally got home. Uh, yeah, that's... If I don't fly again for a little while, I'll be okay. Well, I upgraded on the way back. I, I looked Smart. at my, my, my seat. Smart. As soon as I got there, yeah. I, I went, well, I'm upgrading on the way back. I know it's only a 51-minute flight. Don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I'm going all the way to the front. That's funny. I'm getting the seat that I want, and it's going to work out. Yeah. So, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, Southwest, I, I did the same thing on the way back from Vegas. Yeah. But these ladies were so nice. They got me yeah. in where I needed to be. Yeah. they. I mean, most of those people, if you, ch- it, it's the old joke, you catch a lot more flies with honey than vinegar. You talk to those people the right way, they're going to help you out. Yeah. It's all about personality and being people. And bleeding. if you find one that's one of those that says sugar and baby a lot. You got them. You're made. They, they'll, they'll help you. You know, sugar pie or whatever. No doubt. Tom Bill, he's our sugar pie. He's coming up next on the uh, Corona Premier Guest Line, the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Your SEC insider hit this morning is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Don't forget that uh, not only can you listen to this interview live with our friend Tom Luganville, but you can go back later today. You can hit Apple Podcasts and or Spotify, search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds, and listen to, if you've if you're going into a meeting right now or you only get seven to ten minutes of it, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. We're live in the Bank Plus studio, ESPN 105.9 Zone. Our guests join us on the Corona Premier Guest Line, and we welcome in Tom Luganville. Uh, Lugs, whoa, Lugs is in a car, it sounds like. Um, Lugs, I want to talk Jimbo Fisher again, and you may have to be a little cautious on this more so than us because I know you still cover these guys and have to interview them on the field and on Fridays before games and other platforms and so on. But, um, yeah, I think Jimbo is is overrated and runs an antiquated offense, and I don't think he's willing to adapt and evolve like a Saban did and others, but maybe I'm wrong. Do you think that Jimbo is willing, now that he's bringing in all this elite talent, you know all these prospects because you had this stuff up on ESPN. Uh, do you think that he is willing to adapt and evolve on offense at the level where they can have a special season in the next two, three, four, five years? No, I don't think he's willing to do that offensively. That's just not in his makeup. Um, just like it's not in his makeup to hire somebody else to coach the offense. I just, that's that's never going to be what he's about, but I got to be honest with you, Bo, I don't think it's as much about, you know, offensively, is he willing to tweak and is he willing to evolve and, and maybe kind of do some of the things that we've seen Lane Kiffin do or Steve Sarkeesian do and some of the shifts and the changes that they've made philosophically. I think the bigger issue and the bigger question is when are they going to be better than an eight and four program? Because, I was on College Football Live last Friday, and we were talking about, you know, the SEC West and the predictor. And, you know, we keep talking about this this roster that they have and the recruits that they're bringing in. The reality of the situation is that Texas A&M has had two 10-win seasons since 1998. <laughs> two. So the rest of the time, it's been six and seven, seven and six, nine and four, eight and four, eight and five. So you're not getting to Atlanta unless you're winning a minimum of 10. And that's probably not going to do it. Right. Which means that you have to win 11 at least. And then what you can't do 
you know, we can sit here and say, well, they, they, they beat Alabama last year. You're right, they did, but Alabama doesn't go and lose to Arkansas and Ole Miss and, MSU. and, uh, and LSU. Yeah, 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 Mississippi State, they don't do that. So it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, the only way that program, whether it's an offensive philosophy, a defensive philosophy, they've got to actually start performing to the level of which they're expected to, because right now the reality is they are an eight and four program. Uh, how much, how much feedback do you think Jimbo Fisher is willing to accept, take in, um, on a week to week basis from his offensive staff, Luke's? Uh, probably very, very little. I think that. Agree. As with any offensive staff, you know, you go in and you start to break everything down and you and you meet up as a staff and you come up with, with you know, your ideas and your thoughts for that week and what you think's going to be the core foundation of the game plan and then you make tweaks as you go. And But at the end of the day, he's going to call the plays. He's going to do what he's comfortable with. Obviously, he's going to, he's going to take uh, perspectives and viewpoints during the course of the game from upstairs uh, to help him navigate his play sheet. But I, I don't think that there are really any influences on that staff that would be getting him to either change his mind or uh, go about it a different way. I think at the end of the day, there there's only one person involved uh, in, in, in that dynamic, and that's him. Okay. So that tells me they'll never play for it, um, regardless of – how many uh, ESPN 100 players, not even three, yeah. 100 players he signs. These awesome edge rushers, arguably, you've been in the business forever. Some people, we'll see what they are on the field. Arguably yeah. on paper, the best defensive class in the history of modern-day recruiting college football. And that mm-hmm. tells me that he will not get there. Because here, here's, you know this guy I'm about to reference. You've known Sean Payton since the early 90s sure. or whenever. When I read that book, okay, by Jeff Duncan, and it was so good and so behind the scenes, but when I read what Sean did week to week putting together his offensive game plan in the NFL and how much he, he feedback he received from Joe Lombardi and Carmichael and these very, yeah. very talented assistants, that impressed me, Tom, because um, – here he is, Sean Payton, Lombardi winning, uh, Super Bowl winning uh, coach, been to the playoffs a ton of times. And it was unbelievable how much he relied on those two guys throughout the week to put together his offensive game plan. If Jimbo's not going to do that, he's never going to leapfrog Alabama. And if for some reason, like you said, he goes 8 0 or 7 1, which I don't see, and gets to Atlanta, he'll still get tripped up somewhere to Georgia or somewhere else. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, he, he might. I mean, uh, I think that, you know, the one thing that I've, I've always kind of found interesting is, um, and you and you brought up Nick Saban and, and, and some of the changes and the shifts that he's made, and that is the, the use of the athletic quarterback and purposefully utilizing their feet and their legs and having that be a, a normal part of, the offensive game plan every week, no matter what, we're going to force the defense to have to defend quarterback run. And for whatever reason, that is not something that 
Jimbo has really ever believed in, and nor has he recruited to it. I mean, whether it was Christian Ponder, whether it was E.J. Manuel, whether it was Jameis Winston, uh, whether it was DeAndre Francois, uh, we saw Kellen Mond, uh, Zach Calzada, I mean, I can, uh, Haynes King, I can go on and on and on, but that's just not what they've recruited to and, and what they're going to be for whatever reason. Okay. All right, I want to switch gears on somebody, uh, Urban Meyer. Why? It's interesting looking at these guys and what makes them tick and why they're either good or why they're great. And it's easy to beat up on Urban Meyer right now, and he made plenty of mistakes in Jacksonville. But he's one of the greatest college coaches ever. Right. Why was he great everywhere? Why was he great at Bowling Green? Great at Utah? Great at Florida? Great at Ohio State? What what made him a great coach and was able to run a great program wherever he was? I think he's an outstanding talent evaluator, and I think he hired recruiters first, coaches second. Uh, in the sense that they were guys were going to, they were there to make sure that they had the best possible athletes available to them. And then, of course, you know everybody has a a process and a foundation, and they're they're going to do things the way they feel they need to do, and you know find guys that are the right fit and all that sort of thing. But I don't think he's ever been a guy that's put X's and O's above talent. He's never put game plans. Among, uh, above players. It's always been the other way around. And I think anybody who's been successful, in the, especially in the sport of football, because the, the, the rosters are so big and you have so many people on the field at the same time, it's, it's, the guys that understand that it's about players are, are the guys that, over the long term of their contract, seem to have the, the, the biggest level of success. So, you know, you look at Nick Saban, that entire program is player-driven. It's player evaluation-driven. It's player development-driven. It's not driven by X's and O's. It's not driven by scheme. And, um, and, and then all you've got to do is look at some people that um, have been at places where they've been unbelievably successful, all right, and then all of a sudden they go somewhere else. They don't have as good of players, and they're not as now they're not as successful as they've been before. Right. And, and I, I mean, it's just, you know, like I always say, like, Will Muschamp didn't all of a sudden take stupid pills. You know, Will Muschamp has, you know, been at a lot of places where they've got a lot of elite players and he's coached a lot of elite defenses. But that wasn't the case at South Carolina. They weren't, you know, as good or going to be as good as, you know, the, the people that Georgia and Alabama and, the, and those folks were, were playing with. You could say the same thing about Jeremy Pruitt at, at, uh, at Tennessee as a head coach. He didn't have the players he had at, at Georgia, Florida State, and Alabama. So it, for Urban Meyer, and I think any other head coach worth their salt, it's got to be player-driven. Can't wait to see what he's going to do. Um, obviously, TV will always be there. but um, you, Because you know he's not going to enter back into the market, Lugs, in anywhere other than a top-five our top 10 program, and we just had all these jobs that were filled. So, I mean, he's not taking a Michigan State or an Oklahoma State, so or an MSU or an Ole Miss. Um, I mean, the only ones are, are, are top five. I don't even know if there's 10 Blue Blood programs. I think we claim that there are. 
but whatever that yeah. looks like, uh, it will. It won't it be fascinating if he does enter the college football market again to see what would motivate him to leave the nest of TV money. Yeah, and again, I think you would have to be a place where you can legitimately have a chance to win a national championship. I know, I know, he's always liked the Penn State job. He thinks that's a an elite level job. Um, but but you're Oof. right. I mean, he's not he's not going to go back into coaching and go coach at Illinois or Purdue or you know, uh, you know even like a Maryland. That's just he, he he's beyond that now. He doesn't need to have those headaches. Uh, maybe Texas if Sark doesn't get it going. We'll we'll see what yeah. plays out there. You know who I was impressed with uh, last week um, is Billy Napier. Um, mm-hmm. Thought Napier did a good job at SEC Media Days. He seems to be, uh, you know, mature and he grew up and he did all these things. He's been super successful. And even though he got fired at Clemson, things worked out. Uh, the two Alabama stints at ULL or UL now, he did a magnificent job. Yep. He did throw this out. Um, you know, he said, I, I think the roster turnover is going to be at, at about 30% every year. So he, he gets the new part and the sure. offense. You know, we're always looking for who's the next guy. And the next guy is kind of Dabo, and we're kind of tired of him. And so he could be it. Do you have confidence that he could be the next guy in college football who's young, up-and-comer, and landed in what we think is a blue-blood program? Yeah, I, I, I believe so. I mean, he's listen, he's going to have a plan. If you listen to him talk, you can tell that he's very careful. He's careful with his words. He doesn't say a lot. Um, he doesn't reveal much. Um, but he's, he's got a calculated plan, and he knows what he wants to do. You know, the question is going to be, and I think – you know, you've talked to people that have coached at the University of Florida. It's, you know, it's it's one of those places where maybe it looks like it's a blue blood or a difference maker type program, but then you have to ask yourself internally, administratively, do they treat it that way? You know, I mean, for, for them to be so far behind, whether it was an indoor practice facility, which just came to fruition in the last decade, right? Uh, whether it's a football operations facility, which is still being constructed now. I mean, they, they have not been at the forefront of keeping up with everybody. They've lagged behind. And so, you know, if he gets the administrative help, I don't think there's any question that his plan of attack and the way he'll go about it will be successful. It looks like to me, Scott Strickland, the AD at Florida, had – you know, went to the president, maybe the board of directors, and said, here's, if y'all really want to win, um, again, like they did years ago, uh, this will be the commitment that we have to, this will be the road and the path. And it looks like Billy's been able to hire like 40 people and, you know, all this kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. That say, and so to me, and you mentioned the the facility that they're going to move into, which is looks unbelievable. It looks like the commitment will be there really for the first time ever because I think you've been down there a bunch. People don't understand sure. what Spurrier and Urban were in. Those were not nice f- football facilities, Luke. No, I mean, th- think about it. In this day and age, the University of Florida's football staff is literally housed in one end zone of the stadium. <laughs> I mean, nobody, nobody does that anymore. I mean, that's, I mean it, it's unbelievable. And, you know, you mentioned what Scott Strickland is trying to do, what they're trying to do 
it, it's it's very similar to what Clemson did do, mm-hmm. you know. And I've and I've spoken to you this uh, about this before, you know. As a university, Clemson unapologetically essentially said football is going to run this university, and it's going to be the driving force of everything that we do. It's our biggest revenue producer, so we're going to go all in on it. We're going to invest, and if you don't like it, there's the door. But if we do this, you enrollment sky high. You've got applications for enrollment sky high. You've got facility upgrades. You've got uh, upgrades on academic buildings. You have commerce in your community skyrocketing, and it's all because of an investment that the university decided to make. But it has. It can't just be a coach or an AD, you got to have the university backing it, saying, okay, yeah, we're behind this, this is what we're doing, and everybody's going to succeed because of it. That's what Florida needs to do. And Kirby did that at Georgia. No Uh, doubt. You know, as good as Rick was, it still wasn't at the commitment level of of Alabama and LSU uh, at that time. No, not even close. No. But I wonder if Florida can really, I mean, they're doing it, I wonder if they can go all the way with because they they're so and they should be they're so proud that they're a top five public university and a top five research university. Mm-hmm. You know they've already got this. You mentioned Clemson, and no doubt, I mean Dabo is is responsible for this ex, explosion explosion of on campus uh, enrollment and yeah. money now going to engineering and business even more. Uh, Yep. You know, Florida's already, Florida already Florida already chooses the best of the best for the most part. Um, yeah. I just wonder if they can go all the way with it, but it looks like they're doing that. Um, all right. Hey, the rumors swirling last night mm-hmm. over Stanford and Cal Berkeley that, yeah. that they will be joined. I, I get it, right? I mean, they're that they could be joined because of the Bay Area and this and that together and move to the big 12 um and because it's not what stanford wants and and i think people make too much of a cultural fits but whatever i mean as far as who they think they are and what they are no doubt academically and and Mm -hmm. so on but that there has been some talks over the last two to three days maybe longer um and that there was there is some serious consideration about moving to the Big 12 because they kind of realize there may not be an option depending on if Oregon and Washington go another route, Luke's. Oh, yeah, there's no question. You know, like I said, everybody's jockeying for position so that when the music stops, they're not left without a chair. <laughs> right. So you better find a landing spot, you know? Well, that would be wild. I mean, Cal Berkeley really doesn't bring anything to the table except uh, no academically and so on. But yeah. but um, Stanford, as you said, has won wins across the board. And then Phil Knight is you know he's kind of playing both. He's a major donor to both Oregon and Stanford and loves both of them. Undergrad Oregon MBA at Stanford, and evidently you know he's trying to drive Oregon somewhere cool and fun so that they can still be a part of the VIP party. And then he's also trying to drive Stanford somewhere. I mean, this is fascinating to me. Stanford, to me, just seems like such a better Big Ten fit. You know, you, you, they, they, they fit the academic profile. They play and look like a Big Ten team. They would fit in physically really, really well. Uh, that one just seems to make sense to me. But 
who knows? We'll see where this all ends up. Yeah. Well, and Oregon and Washington are throwing out a, you know, hey, the the revenue share has to be uh, tiered out a different. It's not everybody just gets the same amount. And look, I don't. Right. Bl- it may not work for them. I, look, I can't imagine if those two teams are left without a chair. But it could happen if the Big Ten is going to hold and wait on Notre Dame, Tom. Oh, there's no question. And, and you know, you're, you're going to start hearing a lot more grant of rights discussions because that's where the holdup is with the ACC is, you know, we can talk all we want about Clemson and Florida State and Miami and all this and that, but they can't go anywhere. they got 14 years left on a grant of rights that they would have to go to court to get out of. But the discussion you're going to continue to hear is what you just mentioned is, is revenue sharing, I don't know going forward if it's going to be equal across the board. There are going to be programs and schools are going to go, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, we bring in way more than those six other schools do, so we're going to get this percentage cut and they're going to get that percentage cut. And that's, I think, where this discussion is going to continue to go. All right, we'll leave it there. Yeah, the grant of right, boy, the ACC commissioner, the new one, I mean, he says grant, grant of rights like every – seven seconds the last couple of weeks he's letting because it's killing him (laughs) yeah because he's letting clemson and florida state and miami and north carolina whoever you know he he's letting them know uh you know everybody's staying here or you'll be sued for two or three hundred million whatever that number is from now until 2036 if they if they ran the numbers on tv media rights right Uh, so they've kind of that was a bad – they thought it was a good – Swafford, I think, was the commissioner at that point. They yep. they thought it was a good deal when everything was disrupted last time, and now mm-hmm. Dabo Swinney and, and Norvell and, and others are like, damn, I wish we hadn't – I mean, they didn't do it, but I wish we hadn't assigned that grant of rights. Don't you agree? Oh, there's no question. There's no doubt about it. Um, but it will be interesting because as, as, as we're seeing with a lot of things in intercollegiate athletics right now, it's everything seems to go through the court system now, right? And right. so if all of a sudden there's opportunities in other conferences or to join something and potentially double or triple your revenue and you're stuck in, there's going to be, there are going to be some, some legal battles over all of this because the, the Clemsons or the Florida States or who have the North Carolinas or the Miamis, they're, they're not going to just sit idly by and get left behind. No. It's early. Do you know where you're heading week one? Nope. Got no clue. <laughs> okay. Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joined us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Have a great week, buddy. See you, man. All right, man. You too. See ya. Tom Luganbill on the Out of Bounds Show. That was fun. Show is brought to you by Highball Eats, new restaurant in Fondren, open for lunch and dinner. It's right there by the Capri Movie Theater in Fondren. Highball Eats, uh, Robert St. John and partners created a Highball Eats restaurant, of course, the Capri and Highball Lanes. But it's a restaurant first and foremost. And they have taken the uh, greatest hits from Robert St. John's restaurants in Hattiesburg, including Crescent City Grill, um, El Rio, Tabella, all those restaurants. And they have created a menu for Highball Eats and Fondren. Check it out. Uh, amazing sandwiches, gumbo, 
uh, super fresh seafood, Tex-Mex bowls, all at High Ball Eats in Fondren, open for lunch and dinner. They do have parking there right behind the back. There's plenty of parking. I know in Fondren that can get a little dicey. But High Ball Eats has plenty of parking, open lunch and dinner, and it's the greatest hits from Robert St. John's Restaurants in Hattiesburg. Try it out this week. Dave Bar 2, 930 on win totals. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.